Well, how old is she now? Good. Right, here we are. You're up for it. How old is Pink? How old is Pink? Mid-40s. Let's go 45 and 46. Matt, what are you on? Uh, well, I'm about to find out. Oh, well, I've got right. it. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake, mate. Right, well, this is a great game show. Greg's guest and two people. Yeah, 43. <laughs> 43. Her oh, website's called pink, pinkspage.com. If that doesn't sound like someone who went to Aflex Palace every weekend, then I don't know what. <laughs> or, or it's kind of like bad late 90s porn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, run from a house in Skelmersdale. Yeah, it's just a list. Like, no context, mm. just a list of links. Yeah. Link, 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 link. And then 01 JPEG, 02 JPEG, <laughs> 04 JPEG. What, what happened, happened to 03? Well, then you'd what go in broken there? JPEG. <laughs> no, no, you'd go into the address bar and just change the address at that point to see what was yeah. missing. Yeah. And and then and then you'd you'd have to throw out your hard drive the next night because that's why they didn't put 03 yeah. JPEG up there. Grim. On that note, should we start the show? Why the hell not? Let's do this. Best of luck, lads. Bring me a higher love, sang Steve Winwood in the 80s, and higher is what I'm currently all about. Higher! And welcome to every number one ever, our weekly trot through the verdant fields of the good old music charts of the United Kingdom. Yep, there you are, on a horse, surveying the land, minding the latest singles, and keeping everything in order by scything down the old shite. Put that crap in a bag and hitch it over your shoulder. Yeah, that's right. Sprinkle some number twos on the area and the whole place will look tip-top ready for the harvest, won't it? Yeah, yeah, it will. But what's that in your basket near the horse's nose bag? Ah, yeah, that's right. That's where you put the good stuff, isn't it? The past number ones you feel need to be kept and raised to a higher standing. Your pride, your pantheon of popular music. Late at night, you return to the fields, don't you? And take the pantheon out of your basket and you rub them all on yourself. You're naked in the moonlight in a field, rubbing songs over your belly and tits. Yep, that's what you're doing. It feels good, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel good? <laughs> and sharing in that feeling is a man whose medical notes just read... No sharps in capital letters. A bloke who's found his bin stomping shoes in the last couple of months and the glint in his eye tells me that he's hungry for a bin a day once again. Meet Mr. Craig Lowe! Hey. Hola, chicas! <laughs> but who do we have for the big questions? Like, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. What? asked this man. Do you know the way to San Jose? Here's Google Maps, he helpfully adds. How deep is your love? And out comes his ruler. And these are the reasons he's one of the UK's eminent musicologists. It's Dr. Liam Maloney. Uh, uh, oh, it, it's, a, it's a wet one, isn't it? It was just, anyway, it, was, it was eminent. I don't think I'm eminent. I, th I think you're eminent. That's why I wrote that it. That just means like you're on the way, though, doesn't it? Like his arrival. Oh no, it's imminent. Esteemed. No, it That's comes imminent. from esteemed. Oh, I was on imminent. 
It's just going to happen soon. And these are the reasons he's one of the UK's imminent musicologists. (laughs) That's more like it, yeah. He's not here yet. Just like creeping up behind you. Like, I'm on my way for you. And today's machine is called Tammy Winnetscape. Lovely. That feels like a Craig suggestion to me, Tammy Winnetscape. I would. I, I'm alternating between the three of us, ah. and I think yours was the last one. Whatever it was was disgusting last week. <laughs> I, I was not proud of that at all. <laughs> so I think Tammy Winnetscape is a Craig Low, and it's a beautiful one. Mwah. It's a very good one. Um. Well, for the last time, should we play the game with me going first before oh, we? Oh jeez, is this the last one? Yeah, before He's we kind absolutely of absolutely flown round. I know this one really has, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, before we kind of rejig, so um, let's find out. Bang up for this, lads! Bang up for this! Here we go. So, unique number one, sixty-eight. However, don't be disheartened. Let's go home. Be not disheartened, boys. This one is worth your time and attention, I assure you. I'm looking into Craig's eyes. Um, Just before... He doesn't believe you. Let's let's ask Tammy before we hit go on this. So, Tammy, (laughs) any facts for us, my love? Dedications, watching me. Wow. So... This wow. number one has the longest time between re-releases getting again to number one um, of any song ever. So it charted... I'll explain that in a bit more detail now. Thank you! It's fine, because I, I, I fucked that. I didn't prep at all. Um, I, I saw that coming at me. I was like, ooh, we'll just do I words just think and try a, and get I just that. think it's a, diff- it's a difficult... Se- I don't think you did anything wrong. I just think it's a difficult sentence. True. Thank, God bless you. Thank you. Um, so this chart for the first time um, got to number one um, on the 21st of January 1958 and it was there for three weeks. It charts again on my birthday, the 15th of January 2005 for another week. So we'll actually get this song again. This is one of those kind of very few unique ones like Bohemian Rhapsody that's going to come round again. Any guesses before we dive in, boys? I really feel we should know this. Well, we're we're obviously going to know this. What's going to gone pre- from? Is it a Presley? Is it a Presley? It is a Presley. It's a Presley. One through a party in the, 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 the county jail. Prison band was there, they began to wait. The band was jumping and the joint began to swing. You should have heard this knocked out jailbird sing. Let's stop because we'll get sued. <laughs> Presley's Jailhouse Rock, right? EP with a JR. Yeah, but you know we've dismissed quite a lot of Presley, I think, haven't we? We've been fairly, uh... oh, we've been fairly dismissive of a lot of Presley that we've had so far. I think it's been sort of mediocre, mid-career Presley that we've had so far. Very much so. So so far in the kind of journey we've had, you're the Devil in Disguise, which we did keep back in episode sixteen. Um, we had fine. one night which we kept, but we were all fairly sort of. Nah. One night, one night. <sighs> yep, famously covered by um, people. Um, we've had she's not you, which we were all fairly nah about back in episode twenty six. And Wait, another that, one. Did we that had... go in? 
that just scraped in. I think that kind oh, of singed the lad, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and all shook up made it in as well. But you know, I Which think I think we all dig all shook yeah, up, yeah. and then yeah, we're onto this. So gel has shot, but like this is perhaps with the exception of maybe Hound Dog, this is quintessential Elvis. I think, right? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Let, let's let's do the family fortunes thing, right? Are we uh, top three answers? I think so. Right, we're top three answers, oh, yeah. aren't we? Easily. We would like you to name an Elvis Presley song. Uh, Jailhouse Rock, Les. Let's have a look. You've won a weekend in Skegness. Whereas if you're on Pointless, that's where they take you out back and shoot you. So, um, (laughs) in the kitchen. Let's find out where we are in the kitchen. Are we making salad? Are we uh, flash wiping bin juice at the bottom and then detail in the bin? Where are we, boys? The salad is tossed. It is ready to go in the fridge. Ooh. Oh, are you cling filming the top of your bowl? That's the question. Yeah, I am, yeah. Slot bag. Matt? I'm I'm the least. I think you guys are into Elvis a little bit more than me, but this one even makes my pants a different shape. So, yeah. Fridge-tastic, baby. Nice. In that case, then, I suppose we're kicking off uh, the show in kind of quite good stead. So, um, let's see if we can ruin that, shall we? Um, with unique number one, 1,056. This was number Ooh. one for the first time on the 21st of April 2007. Have you noticed how quick I've got with dates today? I'm doing re- really I'm good practicing. Day. Thank you. Almost as <laughs> if he's got a calendar in front of him. No. Sh- sh- <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Um, Tammy Winnetscape, do you have any facts for me, my love? It's been. That's it. A one week wonder in 2007. Any wow. particular. Ideas, boys? What a stupid question. I feel we've uh, we've hit 2007 quite a lot. All right. It comes up, it does seem to come up on the regs. Uh, of course, I don't have a fucking clue, mate. I don't have a clue. No, not, a sco- not a Scooby. Cool play. Um, so this was an entirely new one on me. I missed this when it was out. Um, but this is one of those tracks that I've come to because of this show. And I actually really like it. Um, it's not going to change your world, but it was a nice little bit of interesting pop from 2007. Right, I'm struggling to try and work out who this is. Ah, Nelly Furtado. Yeah, so this is Nelly... Nelly Furtz with... Is she always drunk? Is that just the delivery or is she always drunk? Oh, well, let's make that canon now, shall we? Um, <laughs> it's Nelly, Furtado, Justin T and Timberland. And it's a fucking great tune. It's called Give It To Me. And it's from um, a Justin uh, from a, a Timberland record called uh, Shock Value, which wasn't great. But this came out of it and it's an absolute killer. It's got this kind of like slightly raggery dancehall beat. It's... Yeah, it's just really different um, to kind of the pop that was around that time. And it does like weird musical stuff. It changes like loads of, like, it skips beats here and there and it gets really confusing. Um, do you want to do a chorus? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, that was going to be my question. Yeah, 
Yeah, it does nothing for me, kid. Uh, I understand nah. production-wise, but it's it, nothing for me that I'm afraid. That was quite sexy. I think, it's not I think, like a bird, yeah. is it? No, it's not, to be fair. <laughs> I don't like that either, to be fair. Though. Oh, no. Like, the way you don't know where your soul is. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the fucking bin. <laughs> um, well, so have I fallen upon deaf ears there? No, because what you got to remember oh, is it's up against a massive Elvis. Yeah, yeah, and he was at so the it end. Would take anyway. another. It, it would. It would need another similar style one to sink Elvis. I think at this point. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, unique number one, one hundred and fourteen. Oh, shit, it might. Oh it. no, one fourteen. So are we still in the? No, no, we were being sixty-one, uh, sixty-two. We're in the six. We're in the. We're in the sixties, but not the sixties. This is the fifties, sixties. We're in the sixty-one. Um, I'd never heard this song before. Um, this weirdly feels like as a as like a as a way to sort of preface this. This sort of feels like the thing that your parents would have done a sing song to with your nan at the right. local labour club. Okay. Of the local working men's. So it's as if so it reminds me. It's got a chorus that gives me high ho silver lining vibes. Um, but it's 1961, so it's a little bit more torch songy, but not too bad. So whereabouts um, in the year did it fall, man? Um, it was the first number one on the 23rd of February 1961. <laughs> TWs, any facts for me, babe? It's been oh, lovely, a one weeker. <laughs> a one week wonder from the early 60s. This is going to be a beauty. Aren't you in for a treat now, boys? Here we go. Sailors, stop your roaming. Sailor. That's gone. No, no. I'll tell you why I've got... I've, what we've realised is, so obviously because of Craig's dislike of the 50s, I really, tr- really try and think about what, what drives him to distraction about the 50s and he's bang on saying that this is still the 1950s because there's so many songs in the 50s that start, they announce, they write their name on the blackboard and then underline <laughs> it. And this is exactly what's... I'm guessing this song's called Sailor. It is indeed. Of course it's called Sailor. <laughs> Sailor. By Craig's favourite hip-hop artist. <laughs> There's a fucking throwback to episode three of the old Oh party. my god, that's that's nearly a decade. It feels like nearly a decade. That's a ten year anyway. that's a ten year old reference there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um do you want a bit of the chorus? Yeah, why not? God, why not? To, let's go. He's absolutely gone. Come home safe to me. As you say. And Craig has got his head in his hand. Me and Liam are waving our arms aloft. We're, we're across the sea, me and Liam. Craig has sunk. He is titanic to the depths. Uh, <laughs> well, it's totally that, though. It's totally like wave your arms while you're sat down and you've got a pint of mild. You are so right with the kind of working men's club vibe. Absolutely. Oh, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Oh, no, you're running like this one. You're running like this. It's terrible what happened oh. to her. Yeah, um, she's she sunk. Yeah. Um, Craig, do you want to just give me your yes. verdict on these three, babe? Oh, 
Fuck me, I'm sorry. Uh, you are a full overall verdict. I think the Elvis one is a classic, uh, but we've got plenty of Elvis in. The other two stink to high fucking heaven. I mean, I can Sinjin one. I ain't Sinjin in two. So oh, guess what, okay. boys? These are going right in the jailhouse rock bin. No, this is this is this is really tough, and I'm glad I am Craig. You're a you're a brave man, and I like it because. The way this this podcast is set up, I I think Jailhouse Rock should be in the Pantheon, irrespective, right? Now it wasn't a go on one, which is weird because you think if it, if it, if it should go on be in there irrespective, it's a go on one. But I'm about to right. shoot myself in the face. Right, I tell you what, can I go? Do you want me to go, Liam? No, because I'm going to give you a bit of information before you do. Oh, Christ, you oh, cart was a nonce. No, 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 you're fine. Um, but remember the fact about Elvis that this song comes back around. Jailhouse Rock comes back around. Can I give you my Velium? Yes, you can. Bin! 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 Oh, bin. that's such bin. a shame. Get it in the bin. Bin! So, uh, I've got no love for the hip-hop impresario that is Petula Clark doing Salem. So glad you reminded me of that. That In could fact, have been a disaster. For, this is definitely one for Patreon. So for the Patreon listeners, we will dig up that old clip of Craig's... Um... Craig getting absolutely eviscerated. <laughs> surprise, surprise. On the old pod. Fucking hell, ripped his shreds again. I feel sorry for yourself, considering <laughs> the shit you dish out on a regular basis, Craig. I mean, no. I do these I edits. None I, of, I remember none I of this. I sit here. I sit here thinking he really doesn't like us. This is a long form <laughs> take apart, take down, and we wait. We did two minutes on a riff on the fact that you might every, 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 anyway. Don't matter. Yeah. Um, I suppose so. For for my part, I should say I was going to keep these because I was willing to let Petula Clark in. Um, because I, I was really, for my personal taste, I was really pleasantly surprised by that Nelly Furtado tune. I thought it was different, and it was something I'd not heard before, and I was happy to take Jailhouse Rock. But unfortunately, um, we live in a democracy. Yay! Legally, anyway. So, um, yeah. Like Rishi Sunak, hopefully soon. Wow, we went political. <gasps> Satire. Kel surprise. Um, mm. Shall we... Do well. No, I have to do. It's not an option. Um, it's, I've got to go for a bit of a mucky dip. Getting pure shade from the other room there. I'm not sure what, if you can what's read Jen's that. shouting at you. Richter scale, <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> I think I'm being I'm more more louder than usual. You're if a that's bit possible. So, <laughs> shocking surprise. Right, sorry. Go on, kidder. Um, yeah, it is time for me to take a bit of a mucky dip and find a number two from yesteryear that is no longer being flushed like most number twos were. So, mm. Tammy, dip your hands into me filth and give me some up. Oh, it's... Um... I saw the light on the night that I passed by. So when? Are we at the rugby? Absolute win. Well, no, no, you're not at the rugby anymore because it's been cancelled at the rugby, remember? But it's now in our pantheon. What is it, Liam? It is Tom Jones's Delilah. Um, why has it been cancelled at the rugby? Uh, do you know what? I would go into uh, this, but it's... Go on, do you want to do it, Chris? It's really dull, isn't it? Well, it's, 
It's really, really dull. It's 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 sort of domestic abuse, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's sort of oh. that's what it boils down to. It's a domestic abuse anthem. It's not. It's Tom Jones singing a big ballady song that everybody well, knows. Do you know? But, do you know one of the issue? One of the issues is as well that they could have. I, I you've no problem if you don't want to play it at a rugby. Fine, just don't put out a fucking press release. Saying you're not yeah. going to play it, they, you know, you, these people bring. I almost feel they want the the recoil response. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, anyway, it is Tom Jones is is is, is Delilah from February nineteen sixty eight. So weird that that is on like the cusp of hippydom, and you get Delilah. Couldn't yeah. be further from the truth. And then yeah. you get Tom Jones squatting in the TV Times in his underwear. Um, <laughs> But that's now in the pantheon, and it's that feels right. And I kind of like the fact that we've lost Sailor, but we've got something that is equally working men's club sing along, but bigger, definitely bigger. Um, unlike Tom Jones in those underpants. So, um, let's move on to uh, old Binmaster General himself, Mr. Craig Lowe. Here he is. Hi, the glint in his eye. Well, let's begin this week with unique number one, number 433. Feels good, feels good, feels good. Late 70s. Oh, indeed. So before we go any further, Tammy Winnetscape, D-I-V-O-R-C-E-B from These Facts. It's been... It's been one week. This was a one-week wonder from the 27th of January in the year of our Lord, 1979. And I am so happy because rewinding back to episode 30, press play. Oh, is this one on your list? Oh. Does that mean you go on what? Well, no, you can't go Se- on one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a sec, wait a sec. 17... I think I know what this is. Play it. Yes, For a load indeed, of white guys, it, it is... grooves. Oh, man. Ian Jory and the Blockheads with Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. This is an absolutely phenomenal piece of pop music from Mr. Ian Jory. His only number one single. Uh, what, what more is there to say it about this? It might be worth this? actually sort of contextualising who Ian Jory wants. Uh, Ian Jory, a uh, long, long time... Sort of pub rocker, never really made it, and then in later life managed to somehow scrape into the sk- the stiff records punk scene. Oh, of course he was stiff, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was stiff. This was a single. This was a single only release as well. Didn't make it onto any 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 album. Uh, funnily enough, and this is the fun thing about this podcast: Wiki Fist time. Ooh. Did you did you know? that this single also charted again at number 55 in 1985 with a remix from Paul Hardcastle where he stripped out everything the Blockheads did, kept Jory's vocals, and just used a fucking synthesizer. If you can find it on YouTube, Liam, play the start of it. I'm going to see if I can dig it up now. Um, It's fucking horrendous. No, right, Craig, I'm going to say, is it horrendous slash brilliant? No, because when you think... (laughs) Fucking Paul Hardcastle 
and then yeah, you think funk, strict rhythm, don't you? Yeah, and then you think funk punk master general Ian Jury. It's just like square block circle hole. Let's find out. Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! Hit me! Oh God! Slap back on the snare. The only, it's just the only, yeah, it's the only notable thing about this I've seen is because they just. Kick. I, They've, uh, they've isolated Jory's vocals, so later in the song where you sort of get the doubled-up vocals... All right. They've stripped out the doubled-up vocals, and I heard sort of the phrasing that Jory used later in the song that I've never heard before, and so that part of it was wonderful. On the flip side, he's replaced the iconic double sax solo played by Davy Jones in the middle of that song with a Paul Hardcastle fucking... Breakdown beat uh, with a clip with clips from Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll on repeat, and it's just like this is fucking awful. What? So, well, do, yeah. is it, are you going to ask the same question as me, Liam? Are we going to ask why here? Is there a uh, reason well, this was done? Like, I don't understand how Paul Hardcastle was that much of like a powerhouse in this kind of era. I find it really well, strange. And then well, he's it, never discussed anymore. So. You know this, and we'll, we won't. Go, I'll gloss over this really quickly because we're going to discuss it at some point. But nineteen would have been released in the same year as that remix. I'm guessing nineteen would have hit number one. It was. I mean, you've got to realize these were very lax times in the charts. He was putting out a different mix of nineteen every week that featured more of the narrative from the Vietnam War documentary. He It was. It was absolute as cutting edge as you could get, music morphing. So there would have been people throwing themselves at that time, as Top of the Pops did the year after, asking him to uh, to write the theme. Oh, yeah. And then people overtake him because people, everyone else gets their hands on emulators and, and you know, and, well, and also, like, different things start coming in through the electronic, you know, electric, we, you know, we're getting Pump Up the Volume by Mars. We've got um, S-Express theme from, from, from S-Express and he just kind of, he was a trailblazer, but as all trailblazers do, they go up into the sky, they explode and they burn out. He also recorded some of the soundtracks of Lego's Bionicle. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where where do we stand? Where do we stand after Mr. Jury and the Blockheads and the Rhythm Stick hitting? That far, that far away from a go on one. Ooh. I'd forgotten how good that groove is, actually. I don't actually like Ian Jury's voice, particularly, and I'm not particularly interested in the lyrics, but I love the way that track grooves, the kind of push you get on that first bass. The bass line, the bass line as well is... 16 notes a bar, I think. 16 notes a bar in the bass line. absolutely ludicrous. And I forgot about the double track sax solo as well, because it's amazing that. It makes you do that. Yeah, just to watch him play two saxophones at the same time. Just beautiful. So let me put this out there now. This needs to be taken out. At this moment in time... I'm in. I'm. I'm in the fridge, but I've not got on one. 
Right, well, let's uh, let's hope that there's not any racial insensitivity with track number two of this week, which is track number, f- unique number one, number 485. Before we go any further, Tammy Winnetscape, I don't want to play house with your facts. Let me know. I am the one and only. It's been... Ooh, yeah, it's one week, one hit. Uh, and I would safely say that this is probably the only time that this person will ever, ever be talked about, ever, ever, ever. So, in general, let's press play and see what. <laughs> yeah, well, let's. Well, consider it. Let, let's put it this way: the artist's name that we've got that ain't a name, ain't even close. So this was number one for one week on the twenty ninth of August in the year of our Lord nineteen eighty one. Press play. Super racist. <laughs> I think I know this song. So I don't know I don't know the artist. But it's he's my Japanese boy, right? I don't know what that is. Yes, could you give me this? This? Could <laughs> He's my Japanese boy. It is Japanese boy. But give us the initial, see if I know it. A. A. Anika? No. Yeah, Anika. This is oh, Anika. AKA, a- yeah, Anika, AKA Scottish based Mary Sanderman. With her one solitary. Have you heard the chorus of that, Liam? I think so. It vague. Now you've sung it. It vaguely sort of rings a bell. Should I jump in a bit? Love it. Love it. Oh God, that's not strong, is it? That's fabulous. It is fucking fabulous. I mean, yeah, you couldn't make it today, but Jesus Christ! From are we going to get who are Scottish you? Folk. Yeah, <laughs> She's a folk singer. Yeah, Scott, Scottish folk singer. Straight to questionable racial insensitivity novelty song. Not a million miles away from China, girl. Yeah. Oh, return in Japanese. Everyone's forgotten yeah. China Girl by Bowie, thankfully. No one plays it anymore because it was always shite. <laughs> well, doesn't he do the eyes in the video as well? Oh, does he? Well, um, so I was actually, uh, so I was reading up about this song. Do you, do you know who wrote it, Craig? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Go ahead. It's a guy called Bob Heatley. And yeah. um, I just want to check something in our pantheon already. Um, well, I'm looking now, and yes, we definitely, definitely have one of his tracks in there. We do. We have one of his tracks in the Pantheon. It went in in week 11 because he wrote Shaky Stevens' Merry Christmas, Everybody. Really? Yeah. This this, yep. and the Shaky Tune are his big hitters. So, racism and the Welsh. Oh, I don't know. He, he, he also wrote the theme to Trapdoor. What? As in, like, the claymation... <laughs> 
Don't you open that trap door. Because there's something down there. What, for a cert- people of a certain right. age? Uh, yeah. Th- this this is this is great. This I mean, it's proper throwaway. And nobody, nobody remembers this for a reason. But in the grand scheme of things, this isn't affecting Ian Jury even slightly. It's... This is arse water. This is... <laughs> Here we go. Bring it on, Maloney. Emetic rubbish. Um, <laughs> I feel the Furtado backlash already. No, no. So I'm still... I'm. This makes me super uncomfortable because it's proper racist. Um, but Ian Jury beats racism. racism does Ian Jury beat, beat racism? <laughs> Not with that, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> We're going to have to cut all of this. No, we're not. That's absolutely... You can't... You can't cut that. That's just funny. That's just really funny. It's close, but it's brilliant. Wow. It's, it's catchy racism, Liam. Catchy racism. And I'm all, oh, okay. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm all for that. Bloody hell. Um, oh, shall we move on quick, where the hell? Where the hell are you going to take us next, mate? Oh... Let's let's find out, shall we? My final number one of this week is unique number one, number three hundred and forty-five. This was number one for two weeks from the twenty-third of February in the year of our Lord, nineteen seventy-four. Tammy Winnetscape, if you would please stand by your facts. <laughs> Nothing. I was hoping Nada. you were somehow gonna try and get the justified ancients of Moomoo into that. <laughs> should have been next level, Craig. Oh, dear me. Right, press play. If you can get this, you were a better man than me. Right. Hey, y'all want to go down to Double Gate Drive? Oh, it's Double Gate Drive. Susie Quattro. Yeah. Glammy sort of... So come on. Come on. Correct. Honestly say, hand on heart. Never heard this track before today. Not even the chorus. The down in Devil Gate, down in Devil Gate. No. Wow. Not even remotely. Well, let's give the the listeners a little chorus, I think. I never really thought of Susie Quattro as glam, though, but it's proper oh, glammy. That is, that's as glam as it comes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is Susie Quattro with Devil Gate Drive, obviously. This was uh, from the same writing team, obviously, that brought us Tiger Feet by Mud. Of course uh, that would be Chin and Chapman. That would be Nicky Chin and Mike Chapman, which were slightly racistly called Chinny Chap. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> It's a rough True one fact. this week, isn't it, boys? No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Chinny Chap is racist. I would say it sounds like something you say at primary school when you don't believe someone. Oh, what is it? Um, chin on beard. Chinny Chap beard. Chinny. Uh, in let's 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 finish this with a wiki fist. Uh, this song was featured on the show Happy Days, notoriously about the fifties. I don't know why this song would even begin to be featured on there. Oh wait, yes I do. During season five on the episode Fonzie and the Leather Tuscadero. Part two, uh, Susie Quattro played the said leather Tuscadero on the show. There is something about some glam that does hark back to 50s rock and roll and kind of cartoonifies, cartoonifies it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, 
It's that beat though. I can never get past that the glam like the mm. glitter beat though. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's a it's it's a fine forgotten I, piece of. Glam. I think you are. I think you're doing it down. I think yeah. because you don't know it. It's that is that is top fifty seventies. That late. Yeah, you. That's a that's a weird gap. That one, Craig. I think I'm surprised. Well, then, you don't then, know that. Then, 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 then I'm not going to fight you on this because uh, no, where not. I stand no. on this one is <laughs> is quite firmly. In the fridge, and we're keeping it. I've already filled my spreadsheet in for all of years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Liam, you're right. Walk it in, lad. Are we unanimously keeping my, my loves? Of course, of course we, are. we are. Let's do it. Hey, Craig gets his Ian jewelry fix. Yeah. I'd like One to see. I'll, I, I'll be honest with you. I want to see everyone's list songs in. That's the kind of bloke I am. Yeah. Aww, isn't that nice? Let's find out if that's actually true. No, it's Matt's turn. So I think so far we've had, I wouldn't say an obvious bin from Liam, but it was definitely smelling. We've had an obvious keep from Craig. Let's kick it off with a bit of Kilroy debate for my three. Ooh. First up is unique number one, number five, two, five. It hit the top spot on the 27th of the 7th, that's July, in 1983. It stayed there for three weeks. Do we have any more information, Tammy, please? There's absolutely nothing on this one. Um, yeah, hit hit play. I'm looking. I'm looking at the two boxes for reactions because you both know this, baby. Paul Simon. Right, first name. Hardcastle. No, it's uh... no. Nope. God, this is. This made it to number one. Fucking hell. By the look in your eyes, I can tell you're gonna cry. Hippopotamus. Wherever I lay my heart, that's my heart. It's exactly. And you've, you, oh, my favourite Hovis Presley quip. Loved it. Wherever I lay my heart, that's my home, or quite rightly. Who is it? Wherever I lay, it's Paul Young. Paul and Young. His first, oh, God. His first number one. So, dive it in. What do Gay, Strong and Whitfield have in common? That's right. They rest where their tit for resides. Marvin Gaye recorded this in 1962 and then spanked out as a flip side in 1968. But forget that because we're here to celebrate Paolo Youthful's blue-eyed soul reading in 1983. What's the difference? Well, Young's version has less of the classic soul pep <laughs> that Mr. Gay's version did. It's more atmospheric and, dare I say, morose. Uh, also, one of these versions has the sound of a man molesting a cow in the background. That's Pino Palladino's bass. There you go. Um, unlike some other 80s stars where history has either been cruel or kind, um, no one seems quite sure what to make of Paul Young. That kind of voice getting caught in his throat, his boofy haircut and the verbose backing singers. Plaid shirts, no parlay, no parlay. Was he good or <laughs> shit? I'll tell you one thing, and I don't care if you judge, I've always quite liked this. Really? Can I hear the With, chorus? Yeah. I know we've done that yeah, a lot this episode, but there's quite a lot of unknowns to me. Let, let me, so when, so it builds, it builds. It, it's it got a little tail off chorus. The synth motifs are completely of this song. They don't exist in the original. Oh, wow, okay. For I'm the type of boy who is 
He's selling you. If it wasn't for the synths, I think I'd quite like this. No, I think I think the synths kind of glue it all together. It's really brave production. Yeah, yeah. well, it's it's the it's the tones specifically. It's the timbres that they're using on those synths are really dated. Well, yeah, I mean, we're we're eight, we're eighty three, mate. We're eighty three. If they were, yeah, if they we're deep to in DX seven territory now. Yeah, I think that keyboard motifs ace. Here's one for you. It's a really great vocal from uh, Papa Yankee. He sells it way better than Marvin Gaye. Oh, that's a statement. Ooh. Stick on the Gay original if you don't believe me. He fucking oh, phones it, mate. No, he phones it. Fair enough, yeah. It's not the strongest of I'll tell you one thing. You've got, well, that's why it was a B-side, but it's it's a great reworking. Yeah, I feel that uh, my problem with Paul Young is always a case of if you can't get Paul Carrick, there's always Paul Young. <laughs> but no, it's, that's a really, no, that's a really good point. I, you know, I would say it was unfair, but there, there are similarities there, definitely. But also, when did Paul Carrick ever turn down any gig ever? Just nice. Like, <laughs> I think Paul Carrick was in every band ever from about 1978 onwards. For about a minute and a half. Enough to write the big thing yeah. and fuck off. Fuck off. They can both be good, though. Uh, it's, no, it, it, dichotomy. It, it always Only one. Sorry. Black and white. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's... It always leaves me a bit cold, I'll be honest with you. It always has that 80s production that sort of leaves me a bit sort of... wanting more... So, uh, although I'm nowhere near the bin, I'm neither near the fridge, so I'm quite stationary in the centre of the kitchen next to the clothes horse. Well, do you know what? That's better than I was expecting. Liam? I'm I'm a tile or two closer to the fridge. I'm intrigued. I'm maybe a little bit peckish, but I don't know what I want. I, you know? I am so surprised. I thought you guys were going to heavy on this. It really has. It really has. But, you know, let's see where we go with unique number one. 1,224. Tammy, oh what have we got on this one? <laughs> it's been... These songs are terrible, honestly. Gosh. So we've got a one-week one wonder. wonder. We've X, got... X Factor what? and Charity. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell. So well, Craig, which second, one is this? Is second, this children second in of March, second of March, twenty thirteen, March, Craig. Oh God, I'm going with Cher Lloyd. What? What? Um, so obviously, uh, oh God, I always, I always think about the new listener, right? So we've been made aware that it's a charity single. So we, uh, do we know what charity this is for, Craig? With with it coming out in March. Oh, it's got to be comic relief, isn't it? Because it certainly is. Either that or sports relief. So we're oh, looking right. at... What, when does um, Children in Need drop? Is that summer? November. Oh, gosh, November. 
Yeah. It's going to be, oh, who will it be then? Is it going to be One Direction? Hit play. One way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another, I'm going to win you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another. Charity mashup from these lovable lads from One Direction. I don't mind There's it. too much. Let's go in this for me. That's a production thing, but uh, does nothing bad to me other than make me bob my head. Big minus for having the spam face Prime Minister David Cameron in the video, Ooh. but big plus for the miles and miles of furrowed brows from the apparent proper music fans who were disgusted at these pricks for having the temerity of spaffing their sticky fruity spunk all over these totems of New York rock and British punk because, and we haven't mentioned, it's a mashup with One Way and Another and Teenage Kicks. Yes, they go into Teenage Kicks near the end. Lol, get a grip of yourselves, you nipples. <laughs> It's comic relief. Views from the gallery, please. Me? I love this. This is, I mean, it's comic relief. I mean, I think 10 years from now, we're going to look back at One Direction with properly retrospective nostalgia. I think we're going mm. to see them as the last proper gasp of what we consider like classic pop, as we consider like late 90s, early noughties classic pop. I mean, and. That does nothing wrong. I mean, yes, it's a cover. It's a Comet Relief cover. You're going to sell more singles with a cover for Comet Relief than you are with a ballad. So, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Every day of the week, this is good. Bring in some sanity, Liam. Come on. Imagine you are driving along. No, cycling along. And you're in the countryside looking at a beautiful vista. And you get a fly in your eye. That's the experience of realising what you're listening to here, I think. It's, oh, it's oh, it's oh, it's blonde. Oh, it's oh, it's not blondie. There you go. I, I'm I'm trying to not be a a curmudgeonly churly yes, bastard. Yes, I, I, I am looking forward to I'm looking forward to hearing the argument from the guy who defended Busted Thunderbirds. I go slating this particular track. Not that Craig holds a grudge episode to episode <laughs> at all. <laughs> Be as um, curmudgeonly as you like, Mr. Maloney, as well. This is what this podcast is about. I um, I feel like I need to very quickly remind you, Craig, that um, Thunderbirds was, back in episode 26, it was a, a quarter of a, a year ago, nearly. I don't give a damn how long ago it was. still stays clear to my heart, that one, and will never be forgotten. It takes it as a personal affront. I think it's rather important. I, I think it's rather important that Craig does take these things as a personal affront. It always makes me laugh. Um, but also, I think we should... But he hates be us. Mind- That's what we've established. Well, and honestly, the, the, the shade thrown out, you know, you just listen to his track, or just all the way through, he's just whispering swearing sigils and wishing for our demise um i don't want to dwell on this too much more because i don't think there's there's enough there to dwell on i like the fact that people are really annoyed by it it doesn't really do anything to me i'm not annoyed by it honestly it's just chat like let's be honest not you not you it's you're not the person I think about when you know the kind of people that get would get annoyed at this and i'm not thinking about you i think i think I don't think you're being curmudgeonly. I actually think me and Craig quite like the fact that it puts people's nose out of joint where I think you're just judging it on its merits. And it 
it's not huge, but there we go. But also, <laughs> I really like the Paul Young track, so it's stacked up against that. So let's move on to something else, which is unique number one, number 1099. £10.99. £10.99. £10. £10. £10. £10. Do we have any information on this? Dummy! It's been. No stay in power in 2009, especially when it was released on the 27th of June, 2009. Really surprised this was only one week. Really surprised considering how big it was. It's not a BEP, is it? It's complicated. Oh. It always is. That's just um, the way it goes. When love takes over. There it is. I couldn't get the line. I couldn't figure it out. It's is it a Kelly Roland? It certainly is. And with? let's do a show within a show again with Welcome to Just Who the Fuck Does David Guetta Think He Is? He is a French, real name Pierre. Uh, began hosting club nights and creating collaborations in 1990. Became a manager of La Palace Nightclub in Paris in 1994. That's in the 9th. I'm Andy if you're interested. Founded a production company and had his first hit in 2001. Seven albums, and get ready for this, seven albums and 92 singles later. Oh my God, where's the 10 million. 10 million album sales, 65 million single sales, and more than 14 billion streams. Ugh. We will have encount we will have encountered him five times through this process. And he has no number two hits, but he notably he has loads of number three hits. So he's got these five goals. As the song is, it's a typical, as we will find, a typical Guetta production. It's massive, really cool chorus hook. Huge. This, I'll be honest with you. This is probably his best. So, typical uh, Guetta, massive production, cool chorus hook, would, and here's a call, this song would have worked in the 1980s, would have worked in the 1990s, in the noughties, and now. Mm. It was his very, it's his very first huge breakthrough, sold enough to cancel out Third World Debt, which is why I'm shocked that it was number one just for one week. Two Grammy nominations and Billboard magazine crowning it the number one dance pop collaboration of all time, which shocked Craig Ooh. that much. He dropped something. He prolapsed, I think. Uh, yeah. um, lies. Massive lies. <laughs> It's a great, great example of where electronic dance music ended up going. And I think it's really good. I think it's really good. The rest of them that he did, I think we've already binned one of his, uh, which was Sexy Bitch. Sexy whatever it was called. Chick in the radio version. Yeah. This, going through his five, for me is the only genuine chance to get Guetta in like we wanted to, but I actually think this is really good. Refer to chorus if you don't believe me. It's a good song. It is a good chorus, gotta give him that, fucking hell. Kelly Rowland's awesome on it. She is, I, I've always quite liked Kelly anyway. 
she can't text, obviously, but apart from that, she's she's really good. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, she's no Michelle. With you're having to go at Lowell in a grudge. <laughs> this grudge for Kelly Rowland. When did Dilemma hit number one? <laughs> I don't know, but Excel's still a going concern, so she's still not communicating with poor Nelly. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I'm really annoyed by this. <laughs> Because if this had come with, like, if this had replaced Japanese Boy in Craig's 3, this would be just, like, such an easy sweep of a keep. But one way or another, is it it's annoyed me. <laughs> but this is what like I'm saying. That... It's, it, it's, up, it's up for debate, this one. Craig, do, sorry, what's your views on When Love Takes Over David Guetta? Sorry. It's fine. It's just not... It's not my bag, baby. It is... I mean, as an example of what it is, it's a very good example of what it is. Do, w- would I turn it over when it's on the radio? More than likely. Oh, I wouldn't. That's that's a really good kind of litmus test, actually, Craig. Like, for me, I feel like uh, that no needs one... to be the question we ask ourselves a little bit. When we're struggling on, on like a knife edge, would I turn it off or would I sit Turn it, it off, yes. sit through it, or turn it up? Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, I, I'd turn this up. I'm, a, I'm a sitting through it at the very least. It might be just sneaking it up a smidge because it is, it's well out of my range, but I do quite like to honk along to I it would try. I was about to say, I try and sing and miss every note. Every note. Oh, Actually, it's just God. dawned on me that I said this is the best Guetta. Titanium was the number one of his, wasn't it? It was, but I fucking hate that song. I think this is a better chorus. I think it's a better chorus. I think it's a better chorus. Right, here we go. Titanium... Is the weakest mm. drop ever. Goal is it? Well, uh, do we come up against Titanium we'll, actually? Is that going to. We'll we'll, we will get there. We will get there. Yep. That'll come up. It's the weakest drop. It's just like it's like a wet, limp dick. Um, Shall we go so around the me, table? You guys? know what? Soft keep from Liam. Greg Low. Well, I get the feeling with that judgment. That judgment sort of resigns it to where it will go. But for me, this would be a soft bin. A soft bin, like a wheelie oh, bin is. left out on a hot day. Yeah, just so it's sort of half lingering out the bin. And it is a medium keep for me. I think there's merit with all three, with one and three taking them in. I don't think that's a bad decision, guys, but it was closer than the other two. So thank you ever so much. Cheers. Ah, in that case, then, um, shall we three wrap up the shoe? Well, that was another show. Wasn't it great? Fabulous. Give us some money. Head to Patreon. <laughs> and that'll do. Liam, how how <laughs> how's the pan- how's the Pantheon looking? So this week, um surprisingly, Elvis with Jailhouse Rock went in the fucking yeah. bin alongside a much maligned and forgotten Timberland, Justin T and Nelly Furtado joint. I believe they call it joint nowadays. Um, like beef. And Petula Clark's Phoenix Knights sing-along classic Sailor has also been cast into the fiery pit yeah, only boy. to be replaced with an anthem to domestic abuse by Tom Jones with Delilah. Um, 
smashing the Pantheon in the face with a big old dick is Ian Jury um, with Hit Me With His Rhythm Stick. Um, Anika, Anika, Challenge Anika um, with Japanese Boy and Devil Gate Drive by Susie E4 all going into the Pantheon. And finally, Paul Young's wherever. That took a minute, didn't it? <laughs> no, it's I'm lagging. I'm really lagging. Oh, are you? Okay. Um, and then finally, we have Old Paul with Wherever Lay My Hat. That's my hat. Um, one Direction with One Way or Another, brackets, Teenage Kicks. And Agueta and Roland letting love take over again, smacking the Pantheon in the chops. Matthew. There we go, the field, let it be growing for another day, another week, another harvest next week here at Every Number One Ever. Liam, thank you ever so much for your company. Absolute joy and a pleasure as always. Craig, excellent work as always, my friend. Farewell, my friends. Would you um, like a bit of a, a roundup, considering this is episode 36, we've all done 12 episodes in the Ooh. pole position. Do you fancy a bit of a stats attacky roundup? Is this a stat attack? <laughs> It could be a start attack. Take Um, so, current holder of the crown of Bin Master General is... Oh, do we, we, do we have to bother? Do we have to bother announcing this? Craig is leading the pack. <laughs> with 138 bin votes. Compared Yay. to Matt's 111. Um, oh, Nelson. <laughs> Flying ahead. The most conservative of us, both in terms of the voting and uh, politically, of course, is Matthew, with 207 keeps while he goes I and just reaffirms his music. belief in corporal punishment. <laughs> not reacting, not okay. biting, motherfuckers. Good to know. Um, so, finally, um, we are... Not quite two to one, but we are tending to keep more than we've been these days. So we've got 195 keeps to 123 bins across the board. Um, go on, I'm Matt. trying. I'm trying to get them in the bin, but you won't let me. No, 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 no. You're trying on the wrong ones, Craig. I still think we're going to have a glut. Of, it's going to be like shooting shit into your face week after week. It's going to be a misery memoir. It's going to be dreadful. And we'll torch them all, don't worry. I still think out of the 1,400-ish we're going to be doing, it's going to balance out uh, 800 to 600 keep. Do you reckon? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll find out when we get to the inevitable finish line. Um, when we kick off again, we're going to refresh our order, change stuff up again, maybe do this slightly differently, and we're going to start doing some statistics. I know you're all absolutely spaff your pants for statistics. It's the best bit. It's the best bit of the show. Um, and we're going to start doing stuff about years. We're going to start doing stuff about how many weeks at number one is kind of standard. Yeah. Get into all the. I'll, I'll do some. I'll do some regressions. Yeah. Like. Make my gritty nitty, Liam. Thank you ever so much. Um, well, nice little bonus stat attack at the end, and all that's left for me to say is, the 
little bit of a rule, I think, here. When we get a list song, so if you're wondering what I'm on about, refer you back to the top end of episode 30 where Liam asked us to name three songs we were keeping an eye out for, whether bin or keep. When we get a list song, that's what we're playing out with. So this week, one of Craig's has gone in. Much Yay. celebration. Play the pipes and also play out with Enjoying the Blockheads. Hit me with your really stick. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.